Welcome to the Psychology of Success. I'm Caden Terry, and each week I help young hustlers actualize their infinite potential by featuring interviews with world-class leaders in business, sports, and health. Now let's get into the Psychology of Success. All right, welcome back to the Psychology of Success podcast. Super pumped for today. We got Azealia Dixon on the podcast, but before we get into the interview, so you guys have heard us talk about the Winner's Circle Mastermind event that we were putting on August 12th. Um, in fact, we have a couple more tickets to left, so we've opened up a couple spots. Um, Z is going to be there, our guest today, one of our young hustlers. It's going to be super sick. So we rented an Airbnb for everyone to stay at. It's going to be on a Saturday. We're going to wake up and take everyone golfing. We're going to give you a, a sick custom hat, golf balls, t-shirt journals you're going to get to meet trevor cowley uh he's the host of one of the top business podcasts in the world the real business owners he's going to be a guest speaker you'll get to network with them and we're going to give you your own little like personalized baseball card uh, that you'll use as a business card to kind of trade with everyone else so for any of you guys that are interested we do have a couple tickets left go to our instagram and click the link in our bio and i'm telling you i've been to events like this and they have opened up so many opportunities. In, in fact, most of the people I've interviewed on the podcast I've met through events. So we're creating that for young hustlers. But for real, check it out on our Instagram. But So today, a little bit more about Z. So Z, we met uh, just recently, actually, at the 4th of July. Just a little bit before that, just three mutual friends. And we got talking. She's the definition of a young hustler. So Z, she just bought a company called interiors by design how recent was that that you bought it i officially so we started the transition in march and then finalized it end of may so i've owned it for just over a month now wow just right into the cold and crust straight up Jared, so we i'm super pumped for today because i i get to pick her brain for an hour it's super rare because how old are you 21 21 okay perfect it is rare for a young hustler to just die right into business trying to figure it out we're talking about it off air so i'm pumped to get into your story so let's talk about kind of where you grew up your family and how you got into business yeah so i'm originally from fort worth texas my whole family's from texas and if you get us all together in the same room you'll hear it start to kick in and we're all talking to you yeah a little bit if you live there you know it's the best place to be um st george is a close second though and i my folks live in Provo, utah now um so we moved up here when I was a kid, it just because my dad started his own business up there and he does something super random. Don't ask me to tell you what it is because I <laughs> had to do it justice. Yeah, gets it done. Yeah, she got it done. And um, yeah, then just from there, I was brought down to St. George playing soccer um, and was really impressed with just the hospitality aspect that's down here and the really friendly people and the sun. Yeah. Wait, we got to pause. So you, you just briefly mentioned soccer. You got to tell them that you're playing college soccer. So I'm playing soccer at Utah Tech currently. Um, it's been really fun. It's been, I think it would be my senior year here. Technically, if you count the COVID year, we've got some fifth year situation going on. But no, it'll be my senior year this year. So it's fun. See, and that's on. So guys, I just barely heard that right before we got on the show. Because she's already crushing with her business. And when I heard that she is a D1 athlete as well, student athlete, luckily she dropped out of college and is just doing business, but you're still going strong. So we'll dive more into that. But anyways, okay, so got here, 
She talks, how did you end up here through soccer? Yeah, to soccer, they, this is when schools offered me the most money off the bat. Um, I mean, that's really what it's all about to a certain point. And yeah. I liked the size of the school, the location. I liked when I was still kind of close to my family. Um, and overall, it just kind of felt right. And so I just kind of went with it and, and have stuck with it to this point. So, yeah. Okay. Been crazy. That's sick. Okay, so you've been here a couple of years. How did you, so what did you, what did you study at school? Pretty much everything. So I've had nine different majors, and there was not a semester that went by seriously where I didn't change my major or tweak it a little bit. Um, my, whatever, the the counselor lady, the academic advisor, yeah, she's great. And we have a very personal relationship now. I'm speaking her all and I'm in there telling her. I'm <laughs> just twitching it up. So she's been super patient with me through it all. And in my, my generals, I knocked out really fast. Because I had some credits, too, from high school. You know how it goes. And so I came in and, and was telling her, oh, I'm, I want to do this major. I want to do this major. So all of my recreational credits or whatever you, electives, whatever you call them, um, usually people will have electives like yoga and, and paddle boarding and my little, like, OCHEM and anatomy and, you know, accounting. And so it's like... I didn't really have any fun classes. I took the very, very hard route. Is that because you were trying to figure out what you wanted to do? Yes. Yeah. And I and I would kind of hop on something and be like, I could do this. And then I would be like, I could not do that for the rest of my life. Then I'm hop on something else and be like, no. And so kind of just trying to figure it out. Yeah. That is so good. I, I feel like for a lot of the young hustlers, yeah. it's frustrating for them because oftentimes they'll see other young hustlers and they think that they have it all figured out. Right. Which is super, super rare. Right. But really, when you have conversations like this, you realize that we're all human. Yeah. And we all don't really know what we're doing. And we're all still trying to figure it out. Right. So that's so reassuring hearing that, yeah. that you took the time to just figure out what you're passionate about. Well, it was one of those things, too, where in my head, I always, like, my parents have always raised me to just, okay, you're going to get a college degree, you know? And even now, I've, since getting to college, I've kind of seen college as like this roadblock almost like it was kind of I couldn't do anything until I was done with college and so I kept being like and I'm going to do this oh but I got to school first and, oh I'm going to do this uh, I got to school first and so once I realized no I don't and just kind of started I'm just gonna like and then I'll finish school too but like because yeah I want to have the degree I don't want to say I got it don't ask what I'm majoring in now because it's like the easiest thing we can yeah. major in but I was always one of those people that I never spent more than 30 minutes a week on homework. I would just find the fastest way to do it and do it. And I could burn things really quick. And, and so I, to the means to the end, I didn't understand busy work. I didn't understand all these random things. Right. I'm so mad. Right. So for efficient thinkers, it's like, why am I having to do all this thing? And my mom, she always, bless her heart and soul, would always say, it's just brain exercise. It's just, and I'm like, okay, that's a great way to think about it. And you're right. School's important. But man, sometimes it's like, why am I learning this random formula uh, for the 56th time when I'm never going to use it again? You know? And, and some people are. not But bottom line, school's important. I'm not, a, not hitting on school. I am a finishing college. But yeah, it's hard. It's tough. So when did that, when did that click for you when you wanted to realize, okay, I just want to do business stuff? You know, I don't even think I ever realized it was happening until I just went looking for an internship, actually. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to get back into this. And I actually had a friend, Amanda, who, um, she's just, she's a young hustler too. Uh, we, you might have to have her on here at some point. But 
Um, she is 22 and she randomly one day in college, we both played soccer together and she was like, you know what? I want to do photography and videography. She never done it before. Um, and she picked up a camera and started being a photographer for the school and a videographer for them and just dove into that. And they totally, you know, brought her in and gave her the works. And she was, she had the talent. Like that was not hard to see from day one. She obviously, and we called her destiny or whatever you want, but like she had it from day one. And then about six months in, she was like, you know, this is cool. I want to do it for price sports. I want to do NBA, NFL, um, NHL. And I'm thinking, yes, do you do that? You know what she did. So she just started getting on websites, emailing people, calling people up, whatever she had to do within a month. She was working for the National Hockey League. And then within three, two, three months, she was working for the NBA. She works for the Jazz now. Um, she has offers from the Spurs. Like she is the definition of like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to do it. She's went all in. Right. And so then I looked at her and I was like, well, if she can do that, well, then I can do that. And I was like, well, what is it that I really want to do? I think I want to do design. Um, and even more than that, though, it was more just like I needed something that was going to be different for me every day. And I needed it to be something that I had to figure out on a daily basis. And I needed something that had to be kind of hard. And so... I was like, I'll quit my nine to five job, my basic, you know, salary or not salary, hourly pay job. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to dive into this. And I approached Kaylin, the previous owner of Interiors by Design, about an internship. And she said, hey, my health's getting to a point in my age and I'm just kind of ready to retire and enjoy my life. Um, but what about you buy the business? And I was like, you know, I'm 21, like, right? <laughs> yeah. I was 20 at the time, actually. Not even hired by then. Yes. Right? Just right. internship. Right. And I was like, okay, sure. All right. And so I called my dad and he had the great experience of starting his own business and, and, you know, doing the whole process. So when I approached him about it, he was like, yeah, and I know how to do this so I can do it for you. And yeah. He was kind of just going into the business side of it. Like he really knew the business side. And then the design side is kind of up to me. And so he would, there was about a month, well, probably about three weeks where every day I would wake up and it was like a list from my dad. And it was like, you need to go get this license and apply for this and follow about this and utilities and, and leases and rents and so overwhelmed. Right. And it, and it really was like, it was, it was pages of things to do every day and I did not get them all crossed off every day, but slowly but surely the list started thinning out and I was finally able to kind of focus more on the actual working with client side. And, and now it's gotten to a point where now we're bringing in plenty of revenue and profit um, and I'm learning things about accounting and I'm learning things about business that I didn't learn in any of those classes that I took at school just because it's not, they, they do a good job, but it's not tailored specific to current business ventures or, or or what you specifically are wanting to do so yeah they teach you some background but once you're actually in the saddle and i always joke that it's like i got thrown into a bonfire and or really jumped into a bonfire and i wouldn't have it any other way because that's it's a refining fire and that's exactly how i'm learning everything that i need to to be successful for the next you know 20 30 years Jeez, yeah so you just challenge right into the thick of it so for the listeners that don't know, tell us more about Interiors by Design and what it is. So it's a design firm and we offer full design service. So basically anyone 
who is looking to build a home, remodel a home, even just put in a new lighting fixture, a new flooring, anything like that, we handle from start to finish for you. And we'll do all of the management um, of the subs and the contractors. And one of the, the first products I had off the bat was this home that we're working on in the Red Cliffs. And it looks, the back looks right into Scout Cave. It's the most beautiful view I've ever seen in my entire life. And um, that project started, we started that project when there was nothing. It was just an empty lot. And so the builders will reach out to us and the contractors will reach out to us to work with the clients to figure out, you know, what do you want the interior walls to look like? Where are we putting the fireplace? Where's the electrical going? Um, what's the floor plan like? Where are we putting all your furniture? What kind of flooring are we doing? Mm -hmm. What countertops? What sink? What, I mean, you name it, plumbing, electrical, we handle it. So it's pretty, like, we pride ourselves on being really easy to work with and making it really easy for a client to just say, hey, they can send us Pinterest things and say, oh, I'm liking this. And then we do all the background info of, all right, this is from this place. This will cost this much. This will be this. And the other great part about it is, is we get, we have designer accounts with all of these name brands. So if you're going to Home Depot to get flooring, they're charging you 300 to 400% markup on an item, any item. Same thing with RC Willie, Ashley Furniture, uh, not to name drop, but like any of those big furniture brands, that's how they make money, right? And they're big conglomerates, so it makes sense. Um, but with ours, we have those design accounts and where we're a smaller firm, we're only charging, you know, way less markup just to make money for ourselves. So it's saving the customer about 75%, which is a crazy amount of money, mm -hmm. especially when you're looking at something like for you where you need a significant amount or maybe you don't, it just, it adds up so quickly. And so with our company where you're saving so much money, not only on that, but also on like design time where the um, most cost efficient design time in town, um, we're actually from here to Vegas and from here to Salt Lake too. So we pride ourselves on, on cost efficiency, uh -huh. but also fun, friendly. Um, but yeah, we really, we really hang our hat on that efficiency with your time and with your money. So it's it's been good. You guys' location is out by Sunset, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, 1397 West Sunset Boulevard. Is yeah. Go check them out. Yeah. So we were talking off air. I'm going to use her for our tiny home development that we're doing with Airbnbs, hopefully short-term rentals, because I need help with interiors. All yeah. That's a weakness of mine. So, because she was telling me off air about just how much money she saves her clients. So, for real, guys, check her out. What's your website? So, it'll, it's still um, www.buykalen.com. So, for you young hustlers out there that don't know, website SEO is a real thing. And so, the past website has a strong SEO. So, we're staying with that website for for the time being. Yes, for a little bit. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all the info's on there. We we do um, commercial and residential design. So, we've done a few um, nursing homes in the past. And we're working with a few other big companies. Um, and then, we also do homes. So, we're pretty approachable with any any design project. I love to say yes. So you got me there. So you, so you jump into this business, and it sounds like your dad has been a huge mentor. My dad's been a huge mentor of mine as well. How how has that impacted your life, having someone to go to to help with business? Yeah, it's it's been, I mean, I look at him, and I'm like, how did you even do this without yourself that already knew how to do everything? Because... I would not know where to go, even for like square one. Like I was just thinking, okay, I'll come in and 
do this. All right, now how do you do this? And without his like, well, do you need this before you can do this? And then you're going to need this. And then I already did this for you. And then this set up. So, I mean, there's just so many, you know, like the EIN, the yeah, FIN, so but much. there are so many random things. Did you not have any business experience before? Nothing. Literally not one ounce besides business classes from when I was a business degree. So, yeah. Come away to your degree for the semester. Yeah, that one semester, I knock it out and works some pain. Yeah. 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 That is wild. So, because yeah. for me, mentors have been a huge part yeah. of my life, right? Because, I mean, you look at someone's experience and that is just priceless like if we can go to someone that's in your industry that has 20 years under their belt and you don't ask them any question i mean i, I talk about books all the time as well like how much would you um spend to go to lunch with phil knight the owner of nice yeah and pick his brain right i'd, I'd spend probably a thousand bucks you have to do that like that's insane but we forget that we can do that just by reading books i mean you look at phil knight he wrote a whole biography shoe dog for the young hustlers out there read it if you haven't but for what 15 bucks you can get his whole life some wisdom and pick his brain for two months reading his books so for me i feel like i've been able to get ahead in business as i've one approached mentors people that i look up to like my dad sounds like your dad and other people that are just crushing business and also reading books listening to podcasts because it just helps you jump so much faster right yeah helped me a ton so love hearing that so for you how like i'm just curious like what's been the biggest surprise just jumping right into business the biggest surprise yeah oh boy um well i think i thought oh this is gonna be very time efficient now that i'm not just working an hourly job uh okay a big wild eye and how are they <laughs> like this would be great no it's been it's been like a nine to nine situation at least for the first little bit which but it's really fun. I think that's probably the biggest surprise is I knew I was going to like it, but I didn't know how much fun I was going to have actually having to do the balance of business plus design like that. It's been so fun to have this to really exercise my creative side and then this to exercise my analytical side. It is like exactly what I need in a job. So it's been, it's been perfect. Uh Yeah. Wow. So that's, Cool that you found that balance. So before you jumped into this business, did you have any background with interior design? Yeah. So I actually got my certification out of high school and then I was a COVID year graduate. So I kind of had that like weird year where I may have actually done that if I hadn't, if COVID hadn't happened. I think that was like originally my plan was, oh yeah, I think I'm going to go into this. But the only school that does it is Utah State. And I was not interested in that school. There's way too much snow. (laughs) not in that um and then but then after like that COVID year kind of hit and then I was like no I just want to do like what everybody else is doing and then I very quickly realized there's no way I can do that for my whole life um even like the whole nursing route I tried that my mom did that and I've always admired nurses but man that is like kind of the same thing every day just kind of you're working for someone and yeah yeah mad respect to anyone who can do that but oh yeah that very quickly became not me so so yeah okay so then you just jumped into interior design yeah and just took off and i had done some so i did it all through high school and we were working on projects um and so i did a few things like we did a teacher's lounge i helped out with a few other homes just like very small scale though nothing where i was in charge or really was making decisions 
more of just like, this is an idea, this is an idea. Yeah, they were using my ideas a lot of the time, but this is the first time where it's kind of been, it's all your idea. It's all your final decision here. So how do you want to do this? That's another one of the big surprises going into this is people might think designers are like, oh, we come in and we pick everything for you and we decide everything for you. And to a point, if that's what a client wants, yes. Do that. But most of the time it's us going in and them saying, Ah, oh, but I like this, but is that terrible? And it's like, actually, no, we can make this work. And helping people realize that they're terrible ideas, that they're, they swear would never work, actually do work. And showing them, oh, you like orange? Okay, well, not everybody likes orange, but guess what? We can complement that with, you know, a blue, believe it or not, you know? And so things like that, where we're just helping them figure out how to make what they want work, that's more what it is than just... This is what they're doing on Magnolia Homes. So this is what we're going to do for your house, you know? So yeah. It's a reward just a guide trying to yes. help them. Right, right. So being so young, um, it, so I'll share more of my story. So like when I, like I guess all growing up, like I bought and sold cars. So starting at the age of 14, I guess 12, I had a little detailing business, saved up money to then buy and sell cars, right? And so when I was that young, I couldn't even drive, right? But I'm selling these cars yeah. to people. And a lot of times I felt like you may have heard of like imposter syndrome. It's like, I'm this young kid trying to sell cars and make money. But like, who am I to, to tell someone that, hey, this car is worth $10,000. Right. This is what I'm selling it for when I can't even drive it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I even feel that way sometimes with bin blasters with my, like if we have employees when we do or sales reps like i'm this young kid trying to teach them about business and what my expectations are but a lot of times they're a lot older than i am even my customers so it's hard to build that rapport um and so to build that trust being so young and i'm sure it's the same for a lot of the young hustlers listening and so i love to hear your thoughts like with your business how do you overcome that and I, you're in it right now how does it feel and because, yeah, I just love it to hear how it is. Yeah. Uh, well, I definitely know what you mean about the whole imposter syndrome thing. I mean, I, mean, I don't have a house. I don't own a home, you know? Um, and so, has jumping into it, it was kind of one of those things where, I don't know. Like, I didn't know how others were going to perceive me. The past owner had said she started really young, too. Um, and she, she really believed in me from the start too, which has been really, really helpful. And just kind of poured into I, for the first, like I spent three months just sucking in all the knowledge that she wouldn't just like dump out daily and just literally by her side, watching her do everything. Um, and so you want to talk about notes. I filled up, I've never taken that many notes my entire life. And that's someone, you know, I've been school, but it never, like ever. Yeah. And so, cause they were all helpful notes. And so I, I took her really easily. Um, but so she kind of dumped in me from the start that you need to use your age and his advantage, um, particularly because, and this is called playing the game, the the people that I work with mainly, the construction workers and builders are men. And so she was like, hey, listen, play your age here. You're, you know, pretty young girl. Just like, see, is that shirt thin? It's been helpful. Yeah. Um, but then also on top of that, it's it's more about, Okay, people see me, they see wherever I am. Usually my first appointment with people is actually over the phone. And so they can't tell right off the bat, oh, she's young. You know, they haven't seen me yet. And so that first appointment I really focus on 
or, or honestly the first contact with anyone in person or over the phone, I focus on asking the right questions to people and improving my knowledge by the questions I ask and the way I follow up and the things I'm writing down. Um, and that kind of separates me from everybody else too. Uh, all the other competitors, it's like, oh, nobody else asked me about that or, oh, are my windows inset or not? What does that mean? You know, um, where do I want my blinds? How do I want them to open? They can come up and down. What colors? You know, so it, the whole the whole idea behind design is more than just is it pretty. It's also functionality. And so those questions that I'm asking people are trying to determine what style they're liking. You know, what the way their brain operates. Even things like where would I put a light switch because this person comes in and walks to this side or the door is going to open this way so the light switch will be here. You know, little, th I'm like looking around very like finding little things that people don't normally think about, or you have four can lights instead of six because you have a fan, but you could do a fan with a light kit instead of doing, you know, so there's, there's a whole bunch of things yeah. that people don't think about. And so as long as you know the questions to ask, you'll really impress them by, oh, well, no one else showed me that, or I didn't think about that. The builder didn't mention that, or you just kind of cover your bases with your own knowledge. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so it's interesting. And it shows that you're an ex you're an expert in this learning, right? Right. Yeah. Something that helped me when I was selling cars. I mean, I still do, but like when I was so young, I would. So a lot of times, I want to know the answer to someone's questions, but I refer them to the professionals, right? Yeah. I refer them to the mechanic. Hey, like this. According to my knowledge, this car is in great condition, but you know, I got this incredible mechanic. Take it to him and have him inspect it. Or better yet, he's already inspected it. Here's a signed document showing that it's good to go. Right. Or, hey, yeah, I'm asking $10,000 for this car, but don't trust me. Trust the Carfax that said that it's worth $12,000 and that show that it doesn't have any accidents, right? right? So rather than focusing on, like, what I can say, I like to show them to the professionals yeah. and to the data to where it's hard to argue with that. Yeah. Right? And so that's on what that has helped me a ton, especially being young. Because it's a battle. But like you're saying, I love that you milk your age. I do that all the yes. time. So I... With mid blasters, I knock doors and, or here's another example. So I have a mentor of mine that is the high school, the, the principal at Desert Hills High School. Yeah. Big time in the business too, as much as side hustles. Wow. Uh, he's been on the podcast for the listeners that have listened to it. Uh, episode 34 was Justin Key. Check it out. But anyways, Justin, he had me come clean his dumpsters at high school. Oh yeah. And we got him down he loved it. Loved it so much that he wrote a crazy review. Said, hey, I got to get you on with the district. And so he connect connected me with the main dude at the school districts here in Washington County. And when I talked to the guy, he just moved my age. I'm like, hey, like, just got back from my mission. I graduated from Desert Hills High School. I played baseball there. First team all state. I like, just have always lived here in yeah. St. George. And now I'm cleaning dumpsters and garbage cans for for the, the neighbors here. And I just cleaned justice at Desert Hills High School. Like, what if I clean all the school districts? And he was like, yeah, you know, I just love young hustlers. I admire what you're doing. Uh, let's send an email out to all the principals. So just this morning, he sent that email out to everyone. Oh and so it's going to open up a lot of doors. But that all started because, you know, I, I let him know my age and then I'm a hustler and I'm out trying to do my best to start my own thing. I knew that all the time on the doors too. I got to tell people, look, I'm the owner of this business. Like I'm 20 years old. Like I'm just trying to figure it out and it, it works wonders. So you can flip it just like you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It works. It works. Yeah. So as you've been in the thick of it, like what, 
what's some advice that you would give to the young hustlers that are just getting into business as well? Yeah, um, honestly, it's kind of that thing that you were saying, the ready, um, fire, aim. Yes. That's almost like what I put down is I think there's this misconception that you need to have things like a degree to get started or you need to finish a certain landmark in your life frame to get started. But all you need is an idea and you just need to like do it. Like, I don't know how to say it besides you literally just do it. And um, you just figure out what the first step is and you actually take it. Um, I was looking into kind of like thinking back on it. I mean, it's that first step of being asked, like for in my situation, being asked, hey, do you want to buy this business? And saying, yes. And then just saying, all right, now what? And then figuring that out. You just have to like figure it out. I don't know how to yeah. like to just, just move forward. Yeah. Yep. And that's what it is. And it's just like you said, the ready, fire, aim. You, you think you're ready. You're not, but you think you are. And it's really cute. And then you just kind of fire it and you're just going and going. And as you go, you're adjusting your course. And and that's been my thing is it has not been perfect. There's been moments where I've made mistakes and I've had to kind of own up to that and cover my bases. And then I learn again for the next time. And But slowly figuring it out, you know, you're getting more and more to this fine line of your aim is getting better. Uh-huh. And, um, and I'm getting to that point. And so it's been encouraging to see the results just steady incline from here on out so yeah so cool yeah because for me it's the same exact way right i'm firing as many arrows as i can so ready firing the listeners have heard this it's a huge philosophy that i tell. because for me the more arrows that i fire the more data i'm going to get back and i'll know how to better aim right so if i shoot my arrow and i only shoot it once and it misses right i'm going to not know a whole lot but if I shoot it 20 times, I can figure out, okay, well, the wind is probably like three miles an hour south. So I got to aim a little bit higher. Okay, now it's going a little bit east. So I got to aim a little bit left. But it, it's just the more I do, the more results I get back and I know how to pivot. And it happens time. Now. I mean, we need to sell any mistakes in business. I'm sure it's the same for you. But that's how you learn them. Like that's going to get the data back. So for me, I don't get frustrated when I lose because I just know, okay, that that was just a misfire, a mistake, mistake. You just got to have another take and just get after it again and just fire away. So for example, like with bin blasters, like ready, fire, and style, we had uh, 60 sales reps that were knocking doors for us. And we, it was crazy because we had so many people and we didn't quite have the process figured out, but we knew that we could get customers. So we did it anyways. Uh, didn't quite work out because we didn't have the the commission set up right in the process and we just kind of a mess um but then we got all that data back and it's priceless yeah we lost a little bit of money but now we know oh my gosh now it's going to work because we know exactly what we can do differently and now we're going to make 10 times the amount of money that when we do it the second time but like you're saying it takes actually making that jump actually going after it yeah so that is a huge piece of advice. So you just get after what what else have you learned? You would have to like I mean, I could ski for days. Go through the notebook. Yeah, under and it puts me it's seriously it's like a I don't know, it's probably a notebook like this big and the entire thing is full and then fries. I've never fully overworked my entire but for this, yeah. Um other big things that I've learned is probably just I I actually run down saying do I forget. Oh yeah. Um, 
just making the checklist and actually doing it. The other thing that I've definitely learned, and this, I mean, this is, and I love to talk about gospel. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, then. We well, do every episode. I've met, yeah, because I know the S, and sorry, I didn't mean to touch that. Um, but the rock behind this whole thing, and even my mentor, well, both of them, so my dad and then Kayla and the previous owner, um, both are very Christ-focused, Christ-centered, and have been really crucial mentors to me in that aspect too um i was kind of in a place in my life before doing this where i wasn't spiritually centered i wasn't mentally centered i wasn't like i just was kind of off and so everything kind of was just off and then i started kind of picking up back you know little things going to church saying my prayers just like conversing with god and really having that i've had that prayer in my heart for a long time of just pretty much all of college where i'm just God, what am I supposed to do with my life? You know, I, I need some direction here. I, I want to do something cool. I want to do something that's good and positive, but I don't know what to do. And I haven't really found anything yet that, you know, pushed me a certain way. Um, and I thought I was going to find this school and, and in a way I kind of did. But um, one day, sure enough, things start falling into place, you know, and I got that spirituality back on center and it starts affecting everything else in my life positively. Um and and I started noticing the more I include him in my life, the smoother things run. I bounce back quicker. I'm able to remember things better. You name it. It's it's all got easier if I keep him right there. Um, and even the, the previous owner, her big thing was, the one of the first things she ever told me was, if you ever need business, you need anything in life, you handle the long journey was talking to, to God. And I'm just like, whoa. And she said, that's pretty cool. I know. She said it so adamantly, just knowing me from the get-go. And I was like, okay. And that's, that's going to stick with me forever. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, and it's the truth. Because even from the start, I remember starting and, and the first day I was going in and we'd made the transition. And I was like, okay, I have no customers. I have no clients. No one's checking this out. How am I going to flip this? And, and I was on my knees and I said, okay, I don't know how this is going to work. But I need you to help me out here. And sure enough, that day, boom, we, we started doing clients. And now we're up to, you know, 15 clients. And it's like, it's been a month. And I'm 21 years old. And this is my first time doing a business. And, and so to that end, that doesn't even make sense, right? It doesn't even, that, that's not even, I don't even know how to explain that. And I can. And it's just because I give it up to God and just kind of took it from there. So, I mean, give it all to him. But yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That, that's incredible. And I think it's cool. The biggest thing that stands out about your story is that opportunity that God gave you yeah. to buy the business. Right. That is unreal. Right. That's high. I mean, you're going to get an internship and the lady tells you, actually, I want to sell it to you. That's a, that's the problem. I mean, I'm a 1%. That's a 1% situation there. And, and I can't even, I wasn't even ready for that. And, and, but God knew it was. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I noticed that. So I call it like the fundamentals, yeah. right? When I do the little things every single day, yeah. I notice that my life is a lot more balanced and centered. Right. And for me, like those fundamentals are, you know, reading my scriptures, praying, exercising, eating right. Well, I mean, you're a soccer player. You know the fundamentals. Like yeah. doing the little things every single day, those drills. Like for me, baseball, it was hitting off the tee. It was playing catch with my teammates. It was fielding ground balls. The stuff that sucked every single day in the moment but over time, that adds up and it creates incredible athletes, right? And it's the same with, in our life, right? We all have little things that we do that keep us balanced. 
And when we're off balance, we can feel that, right? I, I feel like we all have this infinite potential. In fact, that's the theme of the podcast, right? Helping other young hustlers actualize the potential, their infinite potential that they have inside from God, right? We all have that desire to get better and to be better. And so every day we have opportunity to actualize that potential. And so if we come up short of that, that potential with that person who we could be, we feel kind of wildly and kind of off. But for me, those fundamentals, like you're saying, praying and reading uh, the word of God, it helps so much to keep me balanced and close that gap of who I can be. So for you, like, what would you say some of your fundamentals are that just keep you on track? I wrote these on dead. Oh, no way. Like, I don't know. That's good. I was trying to help, like, think of it, but um, I would say, so eight hours of sleep a night. Oh, if I could say Yeah. And that's all I need. And that's all I'm going to sleep for. I will not sleep over that. Um, but if I get eight hours of sleep a night, I think I could literally take on anything. Like Mount Everest to the deepest trench in the ocean. Like whatever. I've got game over. Yeah. And so eight hours of sleep plus 40 minutes daily of exercise. I am definitely one of those people where I call myself like a golden doodle. Like I am like a ball of energy so what's really been important for me is waking up and exercising and then after work also doing something and it's not like i like to run um i love to run but also i usually go for like a run in the mornings and then after um work i'll do or we have a soccer pack that we're supposed to do right now and so i'll do like the sprinting and then some ball work. yeah um but even like when i'm not in soccer or before i am in soccer it's it's one of those things where even if it's just going for a walk or like a leisurely bike ride or just being outside for that amount of time has made the world of difference to me. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely a sunflower. I need to be in the sun for enough time in the day. Um, and then starting the day off too with the spiritual side of saying your prayers and do your little bit of scripture reading. My attention span is terrible. I love to read it. My attention span is terrible. And I read one verse a day. That is like sometimes that's good. Or, yeah, and it's a starting spot, right? It's yeah. something. And so, you know, I've always had the goal to do more, and I try, and then it kind of ends up just being a verse. So we're sticking with that right now. Always always got a growth mindset, but for now, that's good. Can, I want to talk a little bit yeah. more about that. So that is something key. I want the listeners to understand that. Yeah. With habits. So there's a book called Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read it. it. Okay, there you go. So you get it. So for the listener, I'm going to explain this. Yeah. So with goal setting and habits, we get so caught up and like, yo, I got to read an hour every single day. I got to go work out for two hours every day. Like that's the bar. Like, okay, let's do it. You're fired up Sunday night, ready to just attack. But you can't maintain that. Mm-hmm. So something I learned is that you it, you start with those incremental gains, the 1% gains. And you make it so easy to where it's harder to fail than it is to actually do it. Right? So with you, that's one verse a day. Mm-hmm. And that that's a goal that I have as well. Because... So I have this little app where I keep track of my habits. I, I swipe them each time they happen. And one of them is, is reading scriptures. And some mornings, or I don't get it in, right? Because it's super busy. So at night, I'm like, oh, shoot, I haven't, tar- I haven't swiped my target. So I just got to read a verse. And I just pull it off and read like it's one word. But what that does, that keeps, uh, it, it keeps the pattern going, right? And that habit. Because you rarely want to miss one day but you never want to miss two days like ever according to that book because then you just spiral downwards but if you can just keep the momentum going once again make it harder to fail than it is to actually do the goal 
right. you will hit it and you just slowly incrementalize that goal and you get more and more. And it's, it's cool. It's a, it's a pattern. I mean, it's what God teaches us, right? Yeah. By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. It's just the little things day in and day out, the fundamentals that get you to where you want to go. So love that. Absolutely love it. That that's and and it has been one of those things where you think about I think about reading like a whole page and I'm like, oh no. But you think about I can't read a quote and that's basically what scripture is. It's just a quote. So it's like, oh yeah, that's easy. Knock out five lines, you're done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like you said, it's it's easier to do it than not do it. And then you feel you get that sense of accomplishment, the dopamine, that yes. oh man, it's just yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah, and then it just trickles on to the rest of your day, right? I'm hearing on Winning the morning, winning the, if you win the morning, you're going to win the day, right? Right. So if you do the little things like we talked about, it just compounds and compounds throughout the rest of the day. They actually, they did a study about, so like your dopamine receptors in the morning. When you wake up, the first thing, the first hit of dopamine um, that your brain gets, is going to chase that for the rest of the day. So if your dopamine, first thing you get up and get on your phone, your, your brain connects dopamine for that day to your phone. And so you're going to like want to reach for your phone more that day. Ah. And then if, but if you're waking up, my first thing is, you know, healthy exercise, you know, you do some psychology just in the morning, you listen to psychology success first thing, then the rest of the day, your, your brain's going to kind of search for dopamine in those types of forums in those motivational types of forums, rather than something superficial like your phone. And so, yeah, that, that's it's so true. I have that habit because of my alarm clock is my phone. So I naturally just look at my notifications. Right. It's a habit that I'm trying to get rid of. Business, you know, you kind of, yeah. got to look at stuff. I know. It's so tempting. Yeah. But it's draining in a way. Yep. Right. Because that warning time is sacred. Like I feel like I'm on a different just plane of thoughts. Yeah. And I can get so much done, but it can be counterproductive again. You're your most creative in the mornings. Yeah. No, it's true. So true. Right. I shine into the same thing to where instead of reacting to my day, I'm actually creating in the morning, right? And then later on, I'll react to things when it's, it's tough to do. I'm working on it, so. That's a good way to think of it, like create your create your mornings, create your day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Because the whole mindset is like, we only have so much uh, mental willpower and capacity Weird. that as entrepreneurs and as people that want to make an impact in the world, we want to create, right? We want to add value to other people. And doing that first thing in the morning scientifically there's a bunch of studies that talk about it that's when we can create our best work so the work that we've been placed on this earth to do that's when we want to do it in the morning at least for most people according to the studies and for me so you create and you just do your deep work in the morning and then later on you do your reactive work right reacting to the things that are happening but for me i love the concept of just creating my dream life one day at a time because i i'm in control and i can design it i can create it and it's just slowly day by day you become a different person by creating first but that's the hard part yeah because i'm reacting to my phone first thing right. and so i'm working on it but it's been a huge difference in my life yeah so i absolutely love you but to kind of wrap up here it's been awesome diving into your story it's been so sick so how how can my listeners support you and serve you and what you're doing yeah so um Pretty much just go check us out. Check us out on Instagram, um, interiors.bydesignllc. Um, and then check out our website. The The biggest way you can help me is help, let me help you. So if you guys have any projects or I know I don't know how the age of your audience is, but if you your grandparents have projects or 
your parents or anything like that, um, give us a shout and let us know how we can help you. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it though. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll get a chance to network with Zee and meet her as well at the event. We have a lot of the hustlers that are coming to that as well. So you're going to meet her and tell me. And I am into that. Yes. Oh, we are. Yeah, you forgot. Might have wanted on average to score on there. Well, most people, what are, most people do anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk like once in my No, so we're taking everyone to Coral Canyon. Okay, cool. It's most people haven't even played. We're just doing it to get to know everyone. Yeah. Going to have a breakfast right after and okay. just you know, get their swag. On your podcast. Yes, people. Yeah. So. We love that here. That is great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah legit. Okay, so yeah, go check out her stuff. I follow her Instagram. It's really cool, really inspiring what she's doing, especially being so young. So pretty special. So that, for the last two questions, um, I let you cheat. I texted before you. Oh, yeah. Beforehand, so you know, because they're kind of deep questions. So funny, I've had some guests that have come on and they were like surprised by the question. Yeah. But I was like, yo, I texted them to you before. Like, you had a, but it's because they're deep questions and they spark a lot of thought and they're interesting. So the first one is like, We've kind of already talked about it, but for you, Z, if you could pick, imagine the entire world had to do one thing for 30 days. You could prescribe it to them and they have to do it. What would you tell them to do? I would, it would for sure be a routine. And mine would be the eight hours of sleep, 40 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of something cognitive, whether it's like meditation, just like anything to just like get your brain set. Um, and then a service act a day. And that just gets you really thinking. And, and honestly, you think about all businesses serve someone. So the more you serve people, the more you understand people, mm-hmm. the more you understand people, the better your business is. So, I mean, to that end, you get that self-fulfillment, you get ideas sparking. Um, but it, it, yeah, just establish that daily routine and just like get up and do instead of get to react. Yeah, get up and create instead of get to react. Um, yeah, that's probably what I would say though. So I love you say meditation. What does that look like for you? So for me, it looks like the prayers and scriptures. And then sometimes just sitting literally back on like face up to the ceiling on my floor, just like, uh, you know, for like three minutes. Yeah. Like, just being saying, I just, yes. That's so rare. Right. Okay. If, and I'm, a, my parents, bless their heart and soul. They, I didn't get a phone until I was like 16. Uh-huh. And, um, and so I had to learn when I didn't have anything to do to make something to do. And then also when I was alone, I didn't have a phone to look at. So I had to like embrace the moment, you know? And so people offer me now, I'm actually terrible on my phone. Um, you have a witness it, but some people have. Um, but that's had to change having business too. But um, yeah, just just being in that moment and learning that skill of just like I'm comfortable enough not to reach for my phone. And I actually can just be here, be present. I know my own thoughts. I actually don't run with music whenever I run. I just listen to myself and my own thoughts. And that's a meditation in a way. It is. And it's the best way to train your new neurological pathways in your brain and that those thinking patterns. Because you can pick up on your your mind thinks, oh, I'm tired. And then you slowly train it to think, nope, I'm just worn and I can think about things and I'm stronger than this. And actually, you know, I'm only at here, my level's way higher. Um, and so you kind of get to know yourself a little bit in moments like that, where you get to just be alone with your brain. That's kind of how you get to know who you are and, and to train yourself and who you want to be too. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And I think that's where true happiness comes from is when we're at peace with ourselves, right? Definitely. A lot of times we just get so extrinsic, right? And we look at so many things outside of us that can bring us happiness. Right. When reality is from within yeah. and it's taking that time to pause. I love how you say you just, some, some mornings you just sit there and you just think yeah. and stare at the wall. Yeah. Like it's so powerful. Like if you guys haven't tried it, because life is always go, go, go. But when you take the time to just pause, Oh my gosh, it's so relaxing. It is so helpful. It's a brain opener for sure. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so last question. So I want you to imagine, see, that it's your last day on earth. You've achieved everything you could ever wanted, right? You've got hundreds and hundreds of clients for your company. Um, you're making a huge impact on the world. You've probably read a couple books. Definitely. You've, you've done it all. Um, and you've made a huge impact on the world and your family. Uh, but when you die... Everything that has ever happened to you and everything you've created is completely forgotten. It's just wiped from this earth. But you get to leave the earth with two things. And these things are called the two truths. The things that you know to be true because you've lived them and experienced them. And you're going to leave the world with these two truths that the world will know you by. What would those two truths be for you? So I'm glad you said this beforehand because in Mama, I probably like, uh, but um, so I came up with the two truths. Um, I just trust your gut and then trust God because I wouldn't be where I am without God and without just including him in my life. This would not be possible. And then, and you need to be humble enough to acknowledge that. And, and I hate to say it, but if you're one of those people where you say, oh, well, that's not how it works or God doesn't, whatever, God is not going to help me. God's not there for me. And this hurts you to say, like to hear that God is in your life and God does love you. Then that's probably because truth hurts. And so that's actually the truth. You know, it's one of those things where like I, I've had to learn too, to be humble enough to acknowledge even when I don't feel like God's putting in the work for me and he's not there for me and he's not advocating for me, he is there. He does love me. He is making something happen, but he needs me to learn some things first. And he needs me to kind of figure some things out because he wants me to grow. Um, and having that mindset, that growth mindset about life helps with that. But I mean, it is. It's that humility of coming to God. And then as far as trusting your gut goes, you need to have the self-confidence to chase your dreams and to believe in yourself. I mean, there are times where I felt like my dad doesn't believe in me or Caitlin doesn't believe in me or nobody thinks I can do this. And it's kind of like panic mode. We're like, oh my goodness, can't hold this. Right. You know, it's that imposter syndrome. We kind of like we're talking about. And you kind of have to sit back and say, okay, well, I can either wallow in self-pity and say i can't do this or i can say well i'm gonna prove i can do this and and that's the mindset you have to have is okay i'm gonna prove that i can do this and what's the right way to do that um because it is so i thought finding that right way to do things um and then sticking to it so trust your gut trust god and then just go after get after it figure it out and just go do mm -hmm. yeah Ready, fire, aim, stop. Ready, fire, in. Love it. Wow. I appreciate your time. It's so good diving into your story. And for the listeners, for sure, check out her stuff. Follow her on Instagram. Uh, it's been incredible. Super inspiring hearing about other young hustler. And super stoked to share this with the audience. So I'm Kaden Terry, and this has been The Psychology of Success. Mm -hmm.